What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from Ballard, Seattle, Washington. A little chilly up here, a little rainy, but beautiful fall as always. Uh, we got a packed show for you guys. Some phenomenal sports headlines this week. Uh, and hey, we got some Zach basketball to recap. How about that, boys? Uh, pretty exciting stuff. The boys look good. We'll uh, recap that, though, there. A uh, little NFL update with Dan. And then uh, we run through our Halloween uh, weekends. So I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jake. Jacob, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm a little cold. I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. It's, uh, it's a little bone chilly up here. And uh, not really here for it, but uh, I'm here for the boys. So let's let's dive into some sports. Love it. Love it. And then as always, we have a full inter- intern crowd. Wow. Intern crowd today. Uh, first time in a while. Interns, how are we doing? I feel like Dan should take the lead. <laughs> not so long. What is up? Give that man everybody. the floor. We are back and better than ever. I don't think I've been on this lovely program since uh, we went Instagram live on the night of the NBA draft. I think that was the last time. <laughs> that I had July? With this, is that is that right? I think Jake? so. I have no idea. I, yeah. I thought you were a guest. <laughs> nope, nope. We're back. We're back. Back up to my intern duties. Uh, things have changed for me. No longer have sports in my job title. So now this is where I talk sports with the boys fired up. Let's get after it. Let's talk some Zags. And yet, are the other interns doing well? Good, good. <laughs> all right, all right. All good. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, Zams coming to you guys from Capitol Hill, just uh, hopping to skip away from uh, host Jake Gilman. I do have some pretty uh, special news for you guys. Um, if the podcast drops on the 3rd of November, that will be Baja's first birthday. So, Fully plan on work from home, just spoiling the guy, wet food, dog park, give him a bath. I'm really glad he said boob after wet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I know Dan's left the screen up. He's back. But yeah, I mean, couldn't even figure out how to do a Zoom for a sec. So we'll get some rest off him. Let's get it. Yeah, intern Coop here, all faithful. You know, I'm always doing good. Uh, glad to have uh, my fellow interns, Dan and Zami back. I'd like to think we're kind of the infinity gauntlet of interns when we're all together. So um, we're just missing a special guest, Zane, but who needs who needs that guy? You know, he's off in Spokane doing spooky things. So uh, I think the five of us will get it done tonight. So, yeah, let's get it going. Get it rolling. Yeah, guy gets a JD and all of a sudden he's Mr. Busy Guy, that's cool, whatever. Uh, but yeah, let's hop in the headlines. Coop. Thanks, Paige. Well, to kick things off, we have some college football news and some very interesting college football news at that, as we have UT, um, their, what I believe is their special teams coach. Um, well, I'm just going to say we have a football coach, a stripper, monkeys, and trick-or-treaters. And it is just a clusterfuck of bullshit. Um, I'm going to actually turn this one over to Dan. I feel like he probably has the best insight. Or maybe Zamblin, one of the, one of the two interns. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, so, begging for this baton. you got to <laughs> pass that to him. Yeah, no, so the initial reports came out that it was the special teams coach whose monkey ended up biting a trick-or-treater at their house. 
But a little backstory to this as well. Coop mentioned a stripper, but apparently the special teams coach left his wife. They've been together for like a few years now for this former stripper now, because she's a sugar mama, apparently to a monkey. And she posted this whole thing on Twitter today. She's like, hey, for one, it is my monkey. It is not whatever the guy's name is. And as this whole video of like her walking, how far back this kid had to go in their backyard to like actually get to the monkey cage. And so it's like, you go back, you go past the pool. There's like this huge gate and like, it could have been a better sign. I think it was like on a post, like a, a note card or something saying like, emotional sport animal, do not enter. And she's like, how the hell can this kid get bit if it's not putting its hand in the cage? This is clearly written. Grant, I don't know how old the kid is, but sounds like some uh, some monkey business to me. God damn, no pun intended. Yeah, I feel like as society, we like forgot how stupid kids are for some reason. And like, we keep blaming like people for a kid's stupidity. Like, I mean, where's the parents watching this kid? He's stupid enough to go stick his hand in a monkey cage in the backyard of some Texas suburb. That's a red flag. That's like five red flags you walk past on your way to that monkey cage. I did find some more info on this doing a quick Google search. And here's a little summary that has been put out there. So Jeff Banks, the coach, leaves his wife and kids for a stripper who is known as Pole Assassin. And she's been featured on Jerry Springer, evidently. Uh, then he gets hired as Texas special teams coordinator. So I don't know what the background check situation is going on there at Texas. A little questionable. And then Pole Assassin's Monkey, who performs with said stripper, allegedly attacks a trick-or-treater last night. So Texas football, Coop, can we call them back now? Is this, is this what Texas means when we say Texas is back? I guess their special teams are back. Uh yeah, I don't know. Wild, wild stuff. Um, I'd have to imagine that this guy is just total boys with um, Urban Meyer. You know, maybe they uh, <laughs> they head up to Columbus for a weekend and then you know go down to Austin, hanging out the hanging out the gentlemen's clubs. But yeah, wild stuff. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep a close eye on this and see how it uh, unfolds within the next couple of days or weeks. Um, I can't. I can't wait to see this in the next season of Tiger King. It should be really cool. <laughs> um, moving on, we have some more legitimate news as the first uh, playoff poll gets released um, with the uh, predicted four being Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, and Oregon. So a little interesting. You got some snubs in there. <laughs> Cincinnati. Um so, yeah, boys, what are our thoughts? Well, I don't know about you, Coop, but I'm mad as hell. Uh, is what I'd be saying if I'm a Cincinnati fan. I mean, Oregon? Like, why, why is Oregon four after they lost to Stanford? Like, they, they beat Ohio State, I guess, which was a really good win. But they have Ohio State ranked five, too. Like, they have – and then Alabama ranked second over an undefeated Big Ten team that's, like, played a lot of good opponents. I mean, I, there's just so much disrespect all around. And really, the only placement I agree with is Georgia at one, which I think is undeniable. But 
I, I think this is all out of order. And but I will say Notre Dame at 10 seems pretty fair to me. I think that's where we belong. Well, if we need some more input on this, I do think it, I mean, if this is how it is now, Oregon could very well just run the table. And if they don't lose, how can you take them out of the playoff? What, what are you going to do with Cincinnati? I don't think they care because Cincinnati is <laughs> not a power five school and History shows if you're not in the Power Five, you ain't in the playoff. So, Luke Fickle, you did your job at Cincinnati. Come on down to SC. Win the Pac-12, and you'll be in the playoff. Oh, God. Have the lowest recruiting class in the Pac-12, more like. This is all just a pitch to get Luke Fickle out of the Beavers. Bitch slap you is what a USC job is. The college football world wants USC back in the mix, so this is how they're going to get Nobody wants USC back in the mix. LA does not have to fight for media attention. You know, if you're a top 20 team, you'll be aired. No one likes USC. Boo. Trojans pay the bills, baby. I mean, Jake, would you rather see Georgia play Oregon or Georgia play Cincinnati? I think that's – for me, I think I'd rather see Georgia play Oregon. I think that's a more marquee matchup. But, I, I mean, I think, like, if, if we're not going to have an eight-team eight playoff, you can't keep denying a, a non-Power 5 team – that has a marquee win. They went to Notre Dame, won convincingly. Notre Dame's a top 15 team, I think we can all agree. So you can't penalize them for their schedule and then say everyone still has a chance if this is your, your stance each and every year. Because, of course, like, in the, in the Power Five, there will always be, like, the one undefeated and then, like, four or five one-loss teams that everyone's pushing for. So, I mean, I... Like, I wouldn't be pushing for Coastal Carolina to be in the fourth spot, you know. I think they're still undefeated. I I honestly can't remember. But, I I mean, I just think it's a little hypocritical. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Jake. Um, I don't have too many thoughts on this because I only follow Arizona State football for the most part. Um, I think I'm going to be pulling for Michigan State. For some reason, my Twitter account thinks I love the – the or um, like the Ohio Michigan like little triangle they, they got going there, but <clears throat> I will say my prediction that I'm most excited for in 2022, it's gonna be Georgia versus Georgia Southern. And you know why? Because Clay Hilton's there. <laughs> He's back. Zane's favorite coach is back. Good for him. Just watch him get a win over Georgia with Georgia Southern. What is? <laughs> It's USC. Watch him ascend to greatness. Watch it happen. (laughs) As USC becomes the backwater of a backwater in the middle of Los Angeles. Oh, no. (laughs) That would be tragic. (laughs) Uh, Any closing thoughts on the playoff poll? Mm, I guess I'm, I'm just hoping college football. That's oh. my closing thought. You're here for it or not here? Bad year for college football. Oh. Like it's just <laughs> who cares? It's Georgia, Alabama at the end. Everyone knows. It was like that. I to piggyback off that, Dan. Like who's who's even like the top five for the Heisman right now? Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. Give it to him. Hit five like, touchdowns against Michigan. <laughs> give it to him. Isn't there like some quarterback from like a small school that's doing really? It's like no, not Liberty. Really 
Malik so Willis. Malik Willis is good, and like Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh. Are we really gonna have a Pittsburgh quarterback win the Heisman? I think they lost this week, so they're probably he's probably out. I don't know. It's it, it's all around bad, but we could give it to Manti Teo finally. You know, make amends. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see uh, Alabama-Georgia in the SEC championship, and then we'll see Alabama-Georgia again in the national championship. It'll be really fun. So if Georgia stomps Alabama in the SEC championship, you have a two-loss Alabama, an undefeated Michigan State, and an undefeated Oklahoma. Is Alabama out? Get Oklahoma out of this. I hate Oklahoma this year. (laughs) I do too, but I'm just saying, you have an undefeated Big 12 team. I think, yeah, if if Alabama has two losses and both Oklahoma and Michigan State are undefeated, then you, by default, you have to put them in, I think. Or I guess Alabama would slip to fourth then. But say you have still one loss, lost Ducks, who for some reason really got a pass for that Stanford loss. Yeah, it's a mess. I don't know. They got to fix it and – until they do, we'll have these same stupid conversations every week. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till we get the 18 playoff that we all know is coming. Yeah, well, good thing we have college basketball right around the corner. Uh, but moving on, we have some NFL news. Um, a little trouble in paradise and you know, old Cleveland as Baker, Mayfield, and OBJ just can't seem to get on the same page. I think Odell had one target this past week and – it really sucks for me because he's on my fantasy team and I started him. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think as of recently, I think it was like I saw earlier today that Odell's dad turned the Instagram to point out all the times that Baker has missed a wide open OBJ. So my money's on, you know, him getting traded. Uh, but what do you guys think? Didn't the deadline I'm, happen today? It did. Are we done? Any today was the deadline? Going? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, is I think there, is, is there an option of like not re-signing either of them for this next upcoming year? Just feels like with the talent of the Browns that uh, I don't know, Baker and OBJ just uh, God, just not doing it for me. Yeah, I don't it's, it's crazy. I, is is it an OBJ thing or is it a Baker thing or is it both? Because like you know. OBJ is pretty talented, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I think uh, it's more of a Baker thing, in my opinion, because uh, going off of what Coop said about the Instagram video, not only was it 11 minutes long, but there were other Browns receivers that liked the video. And so that leads me to think like, hey, like maybe there's an issue with Baker. Grant, he's, he's injured right now or hurt, however you want to like categorize it. But at the end of the day, you know, the Browns are still looking for their franchise quarterback. I know where they can get one. Jared Goff? No, he's put in <laughs> Seattle right now. You know, oh, Rose, that would be so funny if Browns poached Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, look, I've heard this before. I've heard I, as a loyal consumer of the Dan Patrick show, they were talking about back when Josh Allen was coming out that the Seahawks wanted to draft Josh Allen and we're going to trade Russ to the Browns for that number one pick where 
the Seahawks would have drafted Josh, Josh Allen, the Browns would have got Russ. So there's some interest in Russ from Cleveland. We'll but see what, what college quarterback is coming up that you have any? We just talked about the Heisman candidates who were like gross. <laughs> I don't know if it's a college quarterback or it's some free agent. European I no quarterback. Idea. I don't know, man, but don't be okay. surprised. That European I'm quarterback. <laughs> no, I'm calling you guys out right now. During all those Russell Wilson rumors of him being traded, how many times do you guys say Cleveland? Tell me how many times. I heard Miami. <laughs> never, never, because we thought Baker was the guy there, but Baker probably isn't the guy, and they're not going to want to pay him the, the, the Patrick price, as we see in the State Farm commercials. <laughs> and I don't think that Baker is going to be the quarterback for the Browns if they're, like, struggling down the stretch here. And I don't know, man. Put Russell Wilson on the Browns? Uh-oh. With that run game, that would be sick. And hey, like Zambi, even if you lose Russ, you'll at least have Jamal Adams. So that's pretty sick, right? Oh, yeah, you know, definitely worth those uh, two first round picks. Um, recently, so, I start bringing... <laughs> so both the Seahawks and the Jets lost that trade. It's very impressive. Like, <laughs> hey, we're like what? Six games in? Yeah. Seven, eight? I don't know. It's week eight, so I assume at least seven. I don't know when the Seahawks pie was, but no, it's this week. Ugh. All right, that's I think all, I feel like all we all just are gonna keep fighting here with this Seahawks Bears Cowboy talk. Yeah, like, we have a. This is what we have an NFL segment for, so we'll uh, save this banner for that. But with that being said, that concludes this week's headlines, fellows. Page, I will turn it back over to you. Awesome, good, good uh, headline segment. Lots going on, but uh, I think it's time, boys, to uh, finally got some zags to talk about. It's about time, Jake. Lead us through this journey, this magical journey. Oh, will do. We did. We got to see some hot zag action against. Uh, um, I'll call them scrappy uh, Eastern Oregon. Um, can anybody name me their mascot right now? I'll give five dollars for anyone who does not Google if they Eagles? can name me. I feel like Dan, Dan's our like resident mascot expert. Are they the Eagles? Uh, I just guessed. We we already talked about this before. I absolutely do not know this, and I even watched the game and listened to the sweet sweet voice of Greg Heister. But I did Google it already. Anyone want to guess? Okay, here, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Um, there is a college team in the Power Five that has this nickname. Dude, that's like 80 teams. <laughs> give me, give uh, me, give me better a hint, Better hint, better hint. Um, we played them in basketball last year. Mm. Are they the Mountaineers? They are the Mountaineers, Jacob. Oh. Very nice. Whoa. Nice. Is there even big mountains in Eastern Oregon? <laughs> yes, maybe. Eastern? Yeah, Eastern Oregon. There's some Thanks. mountains out there. Well, anyway, back to the Zags. Uh, what? It was 115 to, was it 60, 67? I can't even remember the score. Oh. I don't know. I lost count once uh, Joe Few checked in. <laughs> 115 to 62, um, just, I'll call it a route of the of the mountaineers 
Uh, boys, let's let's start with everyone's um, this immediate takeaways from the game. Let let's start with you, Coop. Uh, immediate takeaways. Um, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from this game is that all the boys seem to you know be gelling, which you know having three five star players come in that wasn't something I was anticipating, and a grad transfer and then all. Uh, first team Big 12 grad transfer. Yeah, I kind of expected, you know, players wanting to, you know, get their looks and get their shots, and that would take away from the chemistry that we had last year. But that didn't really seem to be the case. Everyone kind of plays within the system, and credit to the coaching staff for implementing that. So that was my biggest takeaway. Nice, nice. Dan, what about you? My biggest takeaway is that we now have heard the greatest song recorded in the history of the United States of America. Everyone sing it with me. You heard it, you loved it. Eastern Washington is home. North Idaho is home. Eastern Washington, I love it. I love North Idaho. Just an absolute banger on the KHQ SWX live stream. At times, like when it went to commercial, it was more exciting than the actual game because of the damage that we were inflicting on those poor, poor mountaineers. But aside from that, love the song. Other takeaway is Julian Strother looks like a dude that is about to erupt. And you got to remember, he played so limited. Like, he looks poised and polished already. And I didn't quite expect that. I thought he would, like, gradually kind of get there. But whoop, loved what I saw from him. Oh, yeah. He he did look like a firecracker out there. Um. Let's go down to Paige. You're you're next on my on my monitor list. What what was your key takeaway from the game? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing I noticed was the defensive intensity. I think um, having a guy like Chet back there who can you know alter shots and obviously block shots uh, is allowing the guards to play with a little bit more pressure and intensity up on the perimeter and. I think they can cause some havoc out there. I mean, they've got some they've got some dudes out there on the perimeter that are going to get after it. I think that's what they were kind of missing last year. Uh, so I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think it needs to be a part of their identity uh, this year because they don't have the um, – I think last year we had a lot of, like, heavyweights in our starting five with the scoring and all that stuff, but they couldn't really get into foul trouble because then everything kind of fell apart a little bit. It's hard to pick apart that team because they're undefeated, but – um, you know, I think it, the team's going to have a different identity a little bit um, compared to last year, and I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, what what's the smallest guard we have in our rotation right now? Is... I think Hickman and, and Bowen aren't real big, but they're scrappy and they're smart, you know? Dude, they're bodies, too. It, like, yeah. Hickman feels like – he seems, like, thick, like, especially for, like, a, like a freshman. Is yeah. that just me? No, they're they're it's not just you they're they're built for sure and you know Salas is just lanky and obviously you've seen the athleticism so they're gonna get on some guys and, and it'll be interesting it's nice because we have so many guards so that they can play and you know get a couple fouls and not worry about oh man other than Nemhard all those guys can like just get after it and I'm excited to see that nice Zambi I know um you you didn't get a chance to watch the game um this last weekend but um any any takeaways you 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 got from you know twitter or 
Zag reactions? Yeah, well, uh, one Zag reaction Paige men mentioned was, um, I feel like this year, <clears throat> instead of being like the big Kodiak, as you like to say, uh, we're kind of more of a <clears throat> Tasmanian devil because there's just so many ways we can just spin around, hit you. You know, Gonzaga does those cuts and then something opens up either to the left in the lane perimeter. <clears throat> and so um, I'm excited to see what happens this year. Um, I was at the Seahawks game and then work's just been crazy, but um, Kurt Strother played pretty well. Chet played pretty well. And uh, Timmy, you know, he just wasn't ready to show all of his cards. So I think we'll see that in a couple weeks in Vegas. Yeah, did did uh, Eastern Oregon find the recipe for stopping Drew Timmy? You know, people might have to <laughs> check those days where I still think he shot like 50% uh, from the from the field, which is just a, a bad shooting night for Drew Timmy now. Um, I, I think my biggest, like the biggest like wow plays I saw, I mean, Caden Perry is going to be so good. Like, he is he is massive already, and then he he's so quick with his moves already. Like maybe it's because we spent all last year watching and cheering on Ballo, uh, <laughs> you know, take like his eight second gather and lose the ball. It was like that play where like Perry just catches it in the low post and something just like bounce, bounce, dunk. Like it just looks so effortless to him. So. Do do any of you guys think he's going to break into the rotation? Like, obviously not starting rotation, but do you think he can get like maybe like Killian Tilly freshman year minutes? Mm, I my personal, I it's hard to say. You know, I think maybe depending on. I think with Greg and Perry, well, I'll kind of group them together. It really depends on matchups and what they need. Um, but I don't see why not, man. He's Holy moly, he's bouncy. <laughs> Get him in there. I think it's a great call, Jake. I like that that uh, kind of expectation. It's not like too lofty for a freshman. And Tilly obviously was on such a loaded team. But if you look back at it, like he was playing in very meaningful moments. You know, obviously think about his free throws, you know, in the final four. Like I could see Perry, you know, being a guy that's, that's reliable that you could throw out there and not feel like you're really losing anything, especially if, you know, like if Chet struggles with some bigger bodies potentially that, you know, maybe we can throw Caden out there and um, just have a different look. I don't think it'll hurt. And I think he's a guy that is going to be around for a while and it's going to be awesome to watch him grow. And Paige, you mentioned Ben Gregg, like Ben Gregg, Caden Perry, two man game or not, not two-man game, but, you know, high-low, big-to-big action, that's going to be fun to watch as well in the near future. Definitely, which is a crazy thing where I think Perry will have the edge in minutes over Greg just because I think we will we'll need more defense off the bench as opposed to offense. Like, you know, we will never really need, like, offense off the bench that much. We need, like, defensive presence, unless, like, maybe some of the guards. But – I mean, that kind of moves us into the starting lineup. Was anyone surprised when they saw Rashir Bolton as, um, in the starting rotation? I think I think I had, I had said Salas in my lineup. I think a couple others had said Salas. 
Did anyone have anyone predict the starting five? Dan, I think you did, right? I sure did. Uh, that was some of my wisdom that I shared on the night of the Higgins wedding. I said that would be our oh, starting That's five. right. A drunk tongue is an honest tongue, as they say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, I wasn't super surprised. Um, he he looks good, honestly. Like especially at craziness, I thought he looked really good. So uh, I think it's good to have that veteran presence as well. Um, him and Nemhard kind of being the steady hands and hopefully helping get Salas and Hickman up to speed. So um, I think it's a good move by the staff and. See how it plays out. What I love seeing from Salas this game, I think, was my I think my biggest worry about now that I we see how good Strother is looking and, and for replacing Corey's part was I was wondering who was gonna take like a Yai's backdoor cut, like rebound putback points. Like and Salas looked like he can do that so well. He was he was everywhere getting boards, you know getting efficient shots, you know, being a pest on defense. He looked probably less, like, opportunistic than a guy on defense, but he looked probably more physical, I'd say. So, I mean, I think that alleviated a lot of my concerns. Again, it was against Eastern, but. Yeah, I think going back to uh, the starting five and how they uh, had Bolton in the starting and that two slot, um, I think, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think Few really values uh, veteran experience and he's going to utilize that as much as possible. I think personally, uh, I like the idea of having a veteran guard come off the bench so there's not a huge drop-off in backcourt and a backcourt presence. But I would imagine that when we really get into the thick of the season that, you know, whoever we, whoever emerges as that number two guard behind Nemhard, whether that be Hunter, uh, Nolan, or Regier, that, you know, one of those two guys will always be on the court at all times if we're in a close game. So at this point, it's Bolton, but who knows what it could be down the road. True. And the, the crazy thing about this team, like we, we've been talking about this game for a while. We haven't even touched on Chad Holmgren, really. Like, we haven't even talked about the number one overall recruit. Uh, were you guys – I mean, I felt like he had such high expectations. It would have been possible for him to, to meet those without literally just being a ball hog. But uh, what did you guys like or dislike from Chet's game? Uh, he went out and dominated. I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing. Like, that's what I want to see from him. Uh, and I was – I think we made – or I, I know I made some comments about – Maybe not the best showing at craziness, but again, it's, it's a scrimmage. So who really cares? I was glad to see him like take over and go coast to coast, block some shots, alter some shots and just have fun because he's he is special. Like that is not common what he's doing. <laughs> it's seven foot one. Wow. Like, yeah, he he didn't waste any time at all. Mm -hmm. You know, first bucket, just like rebound, take it all the way. Timmy seals and then. Like two or three possessions later, when Timmy threw the lob to Chet, where he's about to posterize some dude, and then he got fouled, I was like, "Oh boy, I could get used to seeing this all all season long." And yeah. then yeah, Paige like, when he's just going coast to coast, and no one stops him, and he just, oh, I'll just dunk it. Like everything <laughs> looked so easy. His 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 three ball looked good. Uh, his you know activity on the defensive end was great. Like to me watching him against Eastern Oregon, watching him against Dixie State, meh. 
I want to see him against Texas. I want to see him against real dudes in the college game um, and watch him hopefully, you know, still be that dominant force that we all expect him to be. Well, I mean, I just, yeah, our transition, could our transition be even better this year is the crazy part. Because, you know, you take away Suggs, who was such as a monster in the transition with his driving ability and passing. But like, like you said, when you have Chet taking the ball down the court and you have like Timmy, like hanging on the opposite side, like, what are you supposed to do? There's literally like, I, I have no idea. How do you draw up a play like that for, you know, as a, as a defense? You hope they miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. But... Wet floor, spill a diet I mean... soda. Yeah, you make a good point. Like, I, they, this team's got some explosive athletes, like, on the wings at all times. They'll have one of or two of Bolton, Salas, uh, Nemhard, and um, Hickman, you know, running the floor. It wouldn't say, like, a Chet. And they all, they all know to run the floor right when Chet gets the rebound because he'll either hit them or take it up himself. I mean, that's pretty good. Like, that, that's – I, I, it's hard to say so soon, you know, it's just exciting. And I think there's a chance it could be as special like that transition game. So we'll see, but it was impressive. One other thing on that uh, transition too. How about that play where we just let Chet rebound it and then throw it all the way down the court. We get a oh. <laughs> I like that. Play. That plays fun. His arm looks like a play. catapult with like how long <laughs> it reached back. And it's like, it was like a lacrosse stick. Like, He's kind of got a cannon. He's yeah, like Michael he Jordan in Space Jam, where he's reaching across the entire <laughs> court and dunking. Yeah, that was crazy. And, and yeah, like, I mean, like Paige said, like, literally everyone on the court, like, on our team is just already sprinting, getting ready, and can, you know, make that grab and, you know, lay it in. And that was a nice lay-in by, I think it was Bolden, who did, like, the under the um, – I don't know if it was on the same drive, but that under the basket reverse, I was like, Whoo, that woo-hoo. was, that was stupid. I remember we were watching that and we we're like, well, we certainly didn't have anyone on our team that could do that when we were freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> We'd only have like two people on the court at a time that could dunk the ball. I, I know, man. What God, how far have we come? Uh, all right. Before moving on to the Dixie state, Texas week coming up, um, I feel like the only guy we haven't touched on Anton Watson, he looked good, looked solid. Do we think his role is going to be enhanced this year? Or just because of Chet, is he going to kind of be in the same, similar, like, first guy off the bench, be a defensive stop? Um, my, I, think, I think he looked really good. Uh, just physically, he looks more comfortable uh, on the court. Um, I think he's going to be just as important as, you know, besides the big three of like Chet, Timmy and uh, Nemhard. I think he's going to be just as important as anyone because he's very versatile. And, um, you know, I think he's he's a very smart player. He, you know, he spearheads that or that press that they run. So I think he's just as important as anyone because it just gives him so many options and makes it so hard to game plan. You know, the night before, not only do you have to plan for Chet, and for Drew coming down the court whenever they want, um, when Watson's in there, they're running a three-quarter court press, and it's just up in your grill. So 
I think he's important. True. Also, I think he's part of the um, the the hair game of this group. Might be the best. I mean, we've ever seen with you know the Strother, Anton Watson, Caden uh, Perry, and Salas. There's some series volume going out there on the floor, and I think we look great. Like it's do you? I I find it hard. Like because like Perry and Watson play like the same position. And they have very similar builds. I keep like mixing the two up. Don't forget uh, to add Colby Brooks when he comes in. He kind of, they all kind of, you know, like go together and like play the same kind of game. And yeah, they, dude, we, we just have guys all over the place. I have one question for the group. I know I was more on the team. Nolan Hickman is going to have a bigger role this season over Salas. Where do you guys stand on that now that we saw one game in quotes against Eastern Oregon? I just think because of the minutes that will be available, Salas will get more run just because I think Hickman is the more natural backup for Nemhard. We're not going to sub out Nemhard a lot. And we don't, I mean, it's, it's great to have two point guards on the floor like last year like true point guards. But I mean, I feel like with this group, like you're so focused on post plays. Like I, I think Salas will get more minutes. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I think, you know, Salas doesn't need the ball to have an impact. I think Hickman's a great defender as well. Um, but that's just more natural for Salas, I think both defensively and offensively. So um, it's hard to say, cause that, that backup role is important too. You know, having a backup ball handler. Um, so for now I, I would go with Salas, but you never know what'll happen. All right. Real quick before we move on to the Zags in the NBA, uh any any negatives from the game? Um, any you know, any things we need to iron out or you know, we're kind of nitpicking at this stage with a, a 50 point win, but you know, you got chains only as strong as its weakest link, and we gotta identify it now. Uh, I have a few, um, nothing, I mean, nothing crazy, but I just felt there's a couple of times and this was more so when we had both our, like a lot of our freshmen that there was just some like sloppy turnover play. I think a couple of times where we try to go for the, the home run play. Um, I think that'll get sorted out real quick, especially when Mark few comes back. Um, but that's, I don't know. I think that's to be expected when it's like your first time playing like a legit college basketball game that you're going to, you know, try to do some stuff that you did in AU ball that you can't really do. Yeah, like the the Hickman, like behind the back dribble off his foot in transition when it was like three on one and he could have just passed it. Yeah, yeah. But then again, we're up by like 38 at that point. But yeah, it definitely would have been one of those, like if you was on the bench, you would have like yelled at him, subbed him out and, you know, um, yeah, make that memory stick. Um, I felt like I also felt like, and this was more so in the first half, but I felt like Timmy was missing a lot of his gimmies that he usually makes like that. And maybe that was just like his first game back, but, um, but yeah, so hopefully, you know, when we, when we play Texas, he's on his A game because we'll need it. True. But I think the great thing about this team now is, I mean, our, Last year's team was amazing, but when Timmy was off, we could struggle. 
which happened in like Baylor. And, you know, our guards also struggled, but you know, Timmy got exposed a bit, but now we also have the front court depth as well. So, I mean, I can't envision a night where Watson, Chet, Timmy, Perry, and Greg are all just like, I mean, we probably wouldn't get down to Greg, but like, you know what I mean? We have so many safety valves. Like it feels like we're trying to make as foolproof as, as a system as possible. True. Good point. Good point. Uh, my, my real, my only real negative, I think Coop, Coop touched on some things that I also, you know, noticed and I kind of chalked those up to first game and that stuff will sort itself out. will sort itself out. But I just want to see Joe Few score the basketball. That needs to happen on Friday against Lewis and Clark State. Uh, so, what is way more of a Matt Lang guy? What a surreal thing watching Joe Few suit up for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. <laughs> Do you want to feel old? Joe Few is playing for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Like that's ridiculous. What Art Dan? You'd know this as uh, as the kennel club guy. Was Joe Few like our years of college? Was he? The Swiffer guy, the like cleaning the, you know, drying the floor. He he definitely was like on the bench and just a little kid. Yeah. Wow. Jake, do you mean a, a ball boy? Ball boy. Well, yeah. But well, I, <laughs> I, like I didn't know if it's there. all the same position. You yeah. know, the people like when anyone falls, they have to like dry the floor real, real quick for the sweat. I don't want to say sweat boy. That sounds really weird, but. Yeah, don't 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 say that. You might get canceled for that. All right, we'll we'll move it on then. Oh well, uh, wait, wait. Oh, I told you guys as a ball boy for the Zags, right? Oh yeah, I feel like I've certainly heard that before. Yeah, oh six oh seven. Swipe wiping up that sweat was so intimidating. We just have the kennel just screaming at you. <laughs> what was our record that year? Did we improve from the year before? Uh. I honestly don't remember is uh, me, a guy I played AU with, one of my really good friends, and then just some rando. Definitely didn't get it from a lottery. It was a little uh, insider trading, you know. A little insider trading, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It looks like 49th in, in Ken Palm that year. Ooh, down from 33. You might have been a negative effect, Zamblin. It, oh. I was young. It's okay. We'll forgive you. All right. Um, let's move on to uh, Zags in the NBA. Um, pass off to Dan. Yeah, sure. Let's let, let, let's do this real quick as I am proudly rocking my brand new Washington Wizards, Corey Kisper jersey. Uh, it's been a ton of fun watching Corey and Jalen uh, do their thing at the next level, although Corey is not doing as much as I thought he would. The Wizards have too many guys all of a sudden. And I don't think the Wizards are a great place for him, which just kind of sucks. Um, but in a more positive note, Jalen Suggs has been pretty good. And last night, very cool moment. He played back at home at the Target Center in Minnesota, where I believe he won two state championships back in high school. And after defeating the Timberwolves, he was out on the court with like hundreds of people, like friends, family from back home, Pretty cool seeing the following that kid has. I think he is just beloved everywhere he goes. So love watching Suggs do his thing. Well, not everywhere because remember, Coop still hates him. Correct. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I still don't think he should have started for us. 
But yeah, that's kind of uh, the NBA update for the most part. Although I do have a bone to pick with the Grizzlies. We want to call them the Gonzaga Grizzlies. We want to give them all this praise for how much they love the Zags. Then how about you player Zags? Brandon Clark is getting DNPs. Tilly's getting DNPs. Come on, Grizzlies. Figure it out. Player Zags. You want to win? Put the Zags in. I'm not very surprised about the Tilly DNPs, but yeah, I get it. I think send Clark over to the Pacers. I think he'd work nicely next to next to Sabonis. Um, I think we need to start our Sabonis for an all-star campaign right now just because the Pacers are so bad, but he has such great stats that we we're, we really need to just ring that bell, okay? So everyone load lock and load those Twitter accounts. All right, Jake. My, we, uh, I have a, quick, Sorry, <laughs> a quick question for Jake. Is it officially Sabonis player prop season? Oh, it's it's always player prop <laughs> season. Come on. When they give you over under like 10 rebounds and you don't hit that, that's stupid. You hit that over or 17 points. They're not respecting him. Or, or when the assist number is only like three and a half, that's child's play. He's definitely hitting two out of three of those. So everyone listening, take all of your savings, all of your Roth IRAs, 401ks, you know, piggy banks, crack them open, find a bookie, and bet on some bonus player props because that is how you get a return. Wise words, Jake. Wise words. Hopefully uh, Suggs will shut up the haters because I do see a lot of people that are saying, oh, you really think the Raptors should have gotten Suggs over Scotty Barnes? Give them some time. Give them some time. Scotty Barnes is looking nice, though, I will say. But he he's also he on a team that's not – that not every starter is, like, 22 years old. Yeah, the Magic are so young and – They're uh, essentially like Michael Jordan's – or not Michael Jordan's, that's the one. It's, they're just like an AAU team. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Him and uh, Cole Anthony are the two. Loki, Franz Wagner, kind of nice. Did you see like, his dunk last night? Yeah, I was like, what Ooh. the, what the fuck? Okay, is Mo Bamba still in the Magic? Yeah, Mo Bamba. He is, he's starting for the Magic. Is yeah. the crazy thing? <laughs> the Magic have Mo Bamba and Mo Wagner. Yeah, there's a lot of swag on the on the Magic. <laughs> And Markel Fultz. And Markel Fultz, who, <laughs> hey, the Sixers are probably wishing they had him instead of Ben Simmons at this point. Markel Fultz was never the same after he left the kennel after I heckled him for 40 minutes. He went three for 14 against us in the first half. God damn. I remember it well. Markel, but remember Zach Collins' <laughs> block on him? Oh, remember. It was a foul. They called it that a foul. That was not a foul. Worst foul ever. Was it? Oh, I, I only remember it from the highlights. Oh, yeah. They, they called it a foul, and I lit into the refs. Oh, yeah. Sir, I don't approve of that. Is exactly. that as harsh as the Kennel Club president yep. can be? Yep. You got hey, it. Where were your seats being on Kennel Board? Uh, I think I was in the second row for that game. Ooh, man. <laughs> Up with the poor people. <laughs> Okay, okay. Let's move on to the NFL or else we're going to spend all day talking Zags. Well, it's great to be talking Zags again. And uh, how about just seeing the Zags in the kennel again in front of fans? Gotta love that. All right, moving on to the NFL. What are we, through week seven? 
Are we almost halfway through? I thought that was week eight. And there's 17 week weeks now. Yeah. Or 18 okay. weeks. We're through week eight. Um, our picks are a fun little, little, little thing to do each week when we hit submit. Uh, Zambi, I know you were a victim to this. Did you not make a single pick last week? No. So typically when I'm at work, if I have like some dead time, I'll just like go on, pick them, go on my fancy teams and just kind of be like, oh, Adrian Peterson's on the waiver wire. I'm going to pick him up this week. You know, uh, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and I, I honestly think I just forgot to click save because I remember doing it. And so I'm just kind of sad now, but went 3-0 in fantasy. So that, that's cool. There you go. Well, the, a similar thing did happen to me as well the last two weeks. I have forgot to hit save on my Thursday night picks, which both were correct, uh, just so everyone knows. So that is why our standings have changed. Zane has taken my top spot. I had a pretty nice cushion, I think. I had like a 10-point lead, I think maybe not too long ago, but uh, I have made mistakes and I have paid for them. Uh, it is Zane, it is me, it is Jake. And then Zambi, after not making any picks, is comfortably in fourth. Oh, and then there still is Jake and, Page. And then, Page is, Adam. and then Page is in San Diego somewhere. Boston sauce. Is he got a tortoise in the Harris? It's a long season, boys. Long season. That, he just goes on an undefeated streak of choosing every correct game. Well, yeah, uh, let, let's let's get to the nitty gritty here of week eight. Um, we're talking what's hot, what's not. What's hot, backup quarterbacks. And probably one of the hottest teams in the league, a team that everyone's name is just Cooper apparently now. You got Cooper Rush throwing touchdowns to Amari Cooper, and I know that makes Cooper Hoon very happy. It sure does, Dan. You got Cooper squared, baby. Cooper Rush going to Amari Cooper. The connection is chef's kiss. Love it. That was a beautiful touchdown to uh, seal a nice victory. Uh, I didn't even see that coming. I uh, I sat that one out from a betting perspective. I really wanted to take the Cowboys money line, money line, but when I heard Dak was sitting out, I decided I'm just you know this is we're probably taking the L tonight. But Cooper Rush got it done. And I think you know if there was any question marks about the Cowboys, it was can the defense win a game. And I think they fucking did that Sunday night, holding the Vikings to 16 points. And uh, outside of a, you know, a touchdown to Adam Thielen, really didn't allow much offensively. So um, credit to them. And, yeah, I think uh, this – if we weren't before, we're definitely a contender now. Super Bowl I mean, or bust? Yeah, I think it's Super Bowl or bust. I think you can say that. A little bummed that we didn't – we were supposed to trade for – is it Xavier Howard, the good corner for the, from the Dolphins? Ooh. There was there. I saw some stuff in the Twitter sphere that we were going to trade Michael Gallup for him and a couple draft picks, but guess that's not happening. So a little bummed that we're not doing that. But yeah, I think we got the pieces we need to make a deep run. You know, I would I would caution the optimism because you got to remember you were playing Kirk Cousins prime time, so that's like worse than any backup quarterback. Is, is a is a Kirk Cousins in the spotlight. This is true. So uh, <laughs> I will I will take you know what I saw with a grain of salt, but um, we did it without Dak. I think we should have Dak uh, moving forward. 
Um, and our schedule is cake. For, I think yeah. we play the Cardinals and I think our second hardest game is the Raiders. I'm not even going to – I think the Chiefs are not the Chiefs this year, so not worried about them. Ooh, ooh. Oh, damn. Ooh. He's already yeah, brushing fucking, off I'm Patrick fucking saying that right now. Fuck the Chiefs. They suck. Ooh. Uh, two weeks, I think it's Cowboy – no, is it this week? No, two weeks. I think it's – or three weeks. Cowboys at Kansas City. The Chiefs Jackson may Mahomes figure it out by that. that team with his dancing TikToks. Three weeks. Yep. This... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, if you go into Arrowhead and beat a very desperate Chiefs team, okay. I see you. I mean, I already see the Cowboys now. I think they've been very impressive, and there's no doubt about it. But another hot team in the NFC, the Rams keep rolling, and they are getting a whole lot better. Trading for Von Miller for a second and a third rounder? What I thought it was that? two second-day picks or something. I, I thought it was a second and a third round, which would be second day picks. You are correct, Dan. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, it feels like I always forget how long ago, like, people were in their prime or were, like, really good. Because it always surprises me where I'm like, wait, wait, wait. This was a Super Bowl MVP, right? Like, I'm not crazy. This is a second and third round pick guy. I mean – He's had his injury issues. I, I'll be honest and say, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I really watched the Broncos and thought about Von Miller, but it's a name adding with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Ooh, boy. And low-key Leonard Floyd now. Dude, Leonard, God, yeah, damn Leonard it. Floyd can get after it too. I think the Rams are without a doubt all in. They've got that Super Bowl at home at SoFi and – I don't think Stan Kroenke wants to see anyone else playing for that thing out of the NFC other than other than the Rams. So pressure's on McVay, tell you that much. Who else is hot, Jake? Uh, Packers hot? Packers are always fucking hot and so you're, fucking you're annoying. Jake. God damn it. Of course, I just knew uh, everyone's like, like the more the more calamities that happen to the Packers, the better Aaron Rodgers plays. Just because he needs – he just he doesn't want to win. He just wants to be like, fuck you. I told you I was gonna win. Like I hate him. Like how when he's so good. Like they had nobody. Who name who was he throwing to like Thursday night? Like Tanyan, who got injured halfway through the game, and then like Equinemius St. Brown. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah, like 39-year-old Randall Cobb or whatever. Like, people give the Bears so much shit from, like, Aaron Rodgers, like, crushing our dreams all the time. He does this to everybody. It's just we have to play him two times a year. And, like, everyone expects the Lions to lose. And then the Vikings, like – actually, the Vikings weirdly play him well. But, like, everyone else just gets – like, probably the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to fucking hate it. It's so annoying. And then, like, just watch. Like, can you imagine – how smug Aaron Rodgers will be after winning a Super Bowl when he wanted to get traded. And he'll be like, well, enjoy fucking your – who's their backup? Um, Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Yeah, he'll be like, have fun with Jordan Love. I'm still leaving because I was mildly insulted once four years ago. Like, goddamn. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of the same way as Aaron Rodgers. If you insult me, I get a little bit sassy, you know. Mm. 
but there's a little bit sassy then there's being on a hawaiian island for a month during like your job sassy during covid too during covid too yeah no regards for safety protocols during covid <laughs> well i think uh, the other uh you know hot teams obviously well not they're not hot because they lost this week but the bucks are still gonna be the bucks we all know that i don't think anyone's too concerned about that loss to the saints afc what is going on there who knows i thought the Bengals were for real i always i'm finally ready to be a Bengal boy and then they get beat by mike white and the jets so dude is mike white the answer like zach wilson who <laughs> the funniest thing was Mike White during his like press interview where he's like, I, I started listening. And I'm like, oh man, they're cheering my name. I'm like, that was so sad. <laughs> That's, it was oddly sweet. Honestly, I am I'm like fully on board for a Mike White led Robert Sala Jets like winning all the remaining games. I love, I mean, they won't, but that would be awesome. And then you just see a sad Zach Wilson with his little headband on the side looking like he's there for like take your child to work day yeah. so i i do have one hot one not my not hot team i think we can all agree on this is the detroit lions uh, they were supposed to be fighting people's kneecaps this year and then lo and behold they're like oh and eight right now <laughs> hand up i picked them to win this week against the uh, eagles hand I I thought they had that momentum from all these close, like, losses. And... Yeah, I was uh, trying to convince Mayberg on Saturday night that it was the Lions week. And then all day Sunday, he reminded me that it was not the Lions week as they <laughs> got, what, shut out 38 nothing. Was it, was it? No, they scored. They had a late pity touchdown, I think. Ooh. But yikes the lines are not good and i made a bet with mayberg on saturday that i still don't remember what i committed to so i have to figure that out oh no i will say my hot team though is the saints i don't know if you guys saw the video of james winston on crutches there's like strobe lights going on he's like dancing on one leg just like throwing them around they still got the energy there and listening to 710 uh today there's some rumors that Philip Rivers might be going to NOLA. Ooh, oh, my God. That copies. I didn't know I wanted that, but I really want that. That's fun. He's from South Carolina, right? Uh, from the South. And they drafted him, right? Alabama, I think. But he, has a house. he lives he in Alabama. But, I mean, it makes sense geographically. And, I mean, if there's a good situation for him to go to, I think that is – I mean, granted, it's going to affect the Seahawks playoff run, but, you know, I'm here for it. That, wait, I, wait. I like that. Was, That's was Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers the ones who got swapped? Or, oh, wait, no, that was Eli and, and Phillip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was I got that turned around. Never mind. I was thinking it'd be so cool if, like, the team that drafted Phillips, like, picks him up and then, like, wins the Super Bowl with him, like, after he retired. But – no way Giants can win a Super Bowl, so. That's uh, a that's a fun one, Zambi. How about another not team that you saw in person, the Jacksonville Jaguars? What did you <laughs> think of seeing that uh, hot display of trash on the field at Cent at Lumen? Um, I mean, it was it was a freaking fun game, to be honest. Um, I think my main takeaways is that 
Um, Jacksonville's defense, it's subpar at best. They don't really have a lot of cohesiveness. And I've been saying this from the start. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust. And the way he read coverages, there's a really good pick from um, Quandre Diggs where it's a too deep safety. It's a crossing route. I think it's like a post and um, whatever the other one is. It's been a long day. (laughs) Um, He just jumps it. And I was just like, yep, that's pretty – a pretty easy read for you. So wasn't too impressed by the Jags, but uh, I'll save my Seahawks banter for uh, another day. While breaking news in non NFL news, the Atlanta Braves did not blow a three, one lead. The Atlanta Braves in the city of Atlanta are world champions. Congratulations to Kyle George. Do you think Kyle's is do you think he's like in shock right now or like ecstasy? Well, he did leave no doubt tonight. It wasn't too stressful. I think it was seven-nothing final. I think everyone and their mother knew that if this was a four-run game going into the ninth, that Atlanta was gonna find a way to lose. But they did it. And once again, it's just whoever beats the Dodgers will win the World Series. So Page. God, oh Made my happening. goodness. I will say Giants fans, Dodgers fans, and Padres fans, all extremely salty fans. Like having like close connections with all three as an outside observer. Oh my goodness. I was I'm saying happy today, for the Braves. I'm very happy for the Braves. <laughs> me too. I was saying today, I couldn't even imagine if like the Dodgers were still playing at this point. I feel so removed from it already. Like <laughs> I, that felt like a, like a month ago. <laughs> Did anyone like watch any of this world series? I think I've watched, I watched maybe an inning. I watched, I, I think most of the game one and two. And then anytime the Astros started doing good, I turned it off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Yeah, I watched a good amount. The 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 Braves, man, without Soraka or Sriracha and uh, Cunha, that's incredible. Without their bottle of Sirac, they still got that win. Yeah, and don't forget Marcelo Zuna's situation too. That's another guy that was supposed to be big for him, man, big time. Shout out Braves. Well, I think that concludes our NFL and random breaking news MLB (laughs) update, but. Exciting night in Atlanta. All right, nice. Uh, I'll pass it to Jay Page for our last segment of the night. Yeah. Um, so as everyone knows, this last weekend was Halloween. Um, very exciting time, um, especially when you're younger. I hope all those who were out and about were safe and, and all that fun stuff. And we're going to exchange or share uh, one highlight from our weekend. So um, I'll lead us off. Uh, you know, I'll just take control of the segment here. I was in uh, Scottsdale for the weekend and, you know, it was a fun experience. I've never been before. A lot of, a lot of fun bars. Um, but one thing that was kind of like random, I thought that was kind of funny. I was uh, with some buddies and one of them was uh, rehabbing in Arizona. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go say, hey, this is some of my teammates. So he walked over. And we look to our right when we walk outside and there's Mike Studd just hanging out with a little table. We're like, oh, Mike Studd, cool. 
So I thought that was kind of funny. I've been listening to a lot of his music lately. So I was like, oh, it was a dope album. I didn't say anything to him, but uh, I don't know. Kind of a cool little thing. Cool little nugget. You should have bought him a bottle and asked to be on his next track. <laughs> he was absolutely surrounded by people or else I would have. Mike, Mike Studd strikes me as a kind of guy that will still be partying in Old Town at like 50 years old. Like that guy yeah. will just never grow up. <laughs> That's just like his his vibe though, with like chug buds and like all that stuff. He's all about working hard and playing hard. So uh, definitely lived up to the hype. Um, apparently he loves Scottsdale, like loves it. <laughs> He's there all the time. Um, so yeah, that was kind of that was kind of cool. Who wants to go next? Uh, Jake, I believe you were also out of town. Why don't you fill us in on your weekend? Sure, sure. Yeah, I was in beautiful Chi Town, Chicago, uh, home of home of my bears. Um, I'll I'll give you guys a little trek and treat. So I'll give you two highlights. Uh, first one, um, it was Friday night. Uh, went to a bar that that did turtle racing, which I had I had never never heard of that before, but absolutely electric. So you pay forty dollars. That's the cover fee to get into the bar. You get unlimited drinks you get um they like free food it's like like really cheap pizza and chips but still and then you get to like bet on there's like five turtle races of these like four turtles all like dressed up after the teenage mutant ninja turtles you know so you got your donatello uh leonardo Raphael, and donatello did i say donatello twice fuck and Leonardo did I say Leonardo you know so you get a pick and then like and then if you win you get a shot so it's just like an entire bar of just people circled around these turtles like climbing out of the circle absolutely electric um the the scariest part of my weekend was we were we were at the Bears game and we're we're up in the high section you know because we're, we're common folk and we see, so we're up these steep flight of stairs and we look down and there's this guy, not in just a Michael Myers, like mask. He has the full blue jumpsuit. And what this guy is doing, he's just slowly walking the stairs. Like it's the middle of like the second quarter. There's no traffic. And he's just doing it to like scare the shit out of everybody. And like, I didn't think it would be that unsettling. But it was honestly terrifying how like because this guy was like started like 30 rows down and he's just slowly approaching you. And like it, Izzy and I were not about it and didn't say a word the entire time, this guy. So creepy dudes in Chicago, but still a fun time. Izzy, do you have any uh anything you'd like to add to this? The Bears fucking lost, and it was <laughs> awesome. Here's Jake. Jake was like, "Just oh no, oh no, not another, oh no," oh, and they lost to the freaking Niners. And the Niners are my team, and they're fucking horrible. So I can say that. And that was Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Sambi? Um, to be honest, my Halloween weekend was probably the least eventful I've had in a long time. Uh, 
Friday night, I didn't know until like eight o'clock if I'd be coaching the Dragons at 7 a.m. in Bellevue. So I wasn't really getting too crazy. Didn't have anything lined up. Uh, Saturday, went down to X Stadium with a AWL, um, Emily Staker, and the line just did not move. <laughs> I was dressed up as Bubba Kush. I also wore that to the work party. And I did not get in trouble for it. So that was great. The, the main response was it's legal. And so I had a periodic table shirt that had BK, a backwards hat, sunglasses, a bag full of Dick's hamburgers and a fake joint out of my ear. And I uh, took a shot of Patron at the neighboring office and then just watched football at Emily's on Saturday night. So that was <laughs> about the extent of it. And the Ox won, so it was great. Sounds like a pretty great weekend, though. Yeah, I mean, my hangover on Monday sucked, but. <laughs> fair, fair. Dan, did uh, something cool happen to you or what? Nothing too cool, nothing too <laughs> cool. Uh, we became, Katie and I became global icons on NFL Red Zone, <laughs> reaching a global audience. When Scott Hansen gave us the shout out, it was pretty electric moment um, on Friday. Well, when I first thought about this costume, I was like, you know what? We're going to tweet this at Scott Hansen and maybe just maybe he'll feature us on NFL Red Zone, my favorite TV show. And sure enough, tweeted him Friday night, got a response or Saturday night, got a response from him. Got a little excited about that. Really hyped up the situation told everyone that I think we might get to be on red zone tomorrow. And then when he starts uh, introducing, you know, the social media interaction and seeing people in costumes, I'm like, Oh, it might be, it might be. And then boom, we were there. It was great. And then like Twitter is just a weird place. I'm telling you, I got some weird responses from people that just started following me out of nowhere because they saw that Scott mentioned our tweet and it was it was weird my phone was blown up people that i hadn't heard from in a very long time were just like yo i just saw you on red zone and i was just like yeah we were there so it was uh it was pretty electric definitely my best halloween costume i've been a part of and it wouldn't have been possible without the cooperation of the great katie so well are you gonna be a are you an influencer now dan uh you know, I did get some follows. Did I get some follows? And some weird, <laughs> you know, maybe. Maybe I actually will switch to that. Some, some weird comments from people. If you want to go check that out, you can go look at my tweet and find some, find some weird stuff there. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun time. Sounds like you're talking about, like, some OnlyFans right now, Dan. Is that, is that what we're hearing? No, just the, the fact that people <laughs> engage with that on Twitter just is <laughs> funny to me. Like, I'm just – just an average guy that tweeted at Scott Hansen and all of a sudden people want to comment on this thread. Like what? <laughs> Dan says messages them back. I put my pants on the same as you do. <laughs> you just got to believe global audience. But that was awesome. I was just in like, I was watching the Bears game. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, because like, I mean, it's like, I felt like nine people just messaged me about you being on there. Like <laughs> the the boys were buzzing. Yeah, it was it was exciting for sure. And 
I was watching Red Zone with like Kyler and Mayberg and Ben, and uh, we were just sitting there. And lo and behold, there we are. We're sitting there on on the couch, but we're also on TV. So two two places one time. Very exciting. Awesome. I would would have loved a photo of that the morning after of of all the boys on the couch. This. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sure it was pretty. Nothing cures a hangover quite like seeing yourself on red zone. I have to try it. Coop, you want to take us home with these Halloween? Yeah. Segments? I don't know if my weekend stacks up, you know, especially to yours, Paige and Jake's, but I'll do my best to uh, close this out. Uh, started my weekend, uh, went to a comedy show with the roommate. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mark Normand, but pretty funny fella. Recommend seeing his comedy special. Pokes a lot of fun at the uh, Pacific Northwest and it's happening. So, <laughs> um, but did that Friday and then Saturday, the roommate and I had a little soiree at our place. Um, had some people over, played the classics, Rage Cage, Flip Cup, the good ones. Uh, and yeah, dressed up as the space cowboy. Uh, yeah, had a good time. Had maybe one too many glasses of some spooky jungle juice, but ooh, that uh, you know, happens to the best of us. But yeah, good weekend. Did um, did you put like something special in the jungle juice to make it spooky? Like, was it like orange or like a, a special flavor? Or uh, I was told that there is Everclear, so I think that's oh. spooky in and of itself. That is extremely spooky. <laughs> I was I was one glass in, then I was told the ingredients. I'm like, <laughs> can't be drinking much more of this, or <laughs> I won't be getting out of my bed tomorrow. That is spooky. The the Portland police just found a space cowboy in the gutter. God <laughs> damn it. Not again. Not another one. <laughs> this happened just last week. <laughs> It's probably Cooper, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Well, good Halloween segment. Glad to hear you guys all had a good weekend. Um, But I think with that being said, we can wrap up this show. Congrats again to the Braves getting it done. I was a a silent Braves fan for a little while now for obvious reasons. Um, But uh, besides that, looking forward to more Zags coming up, boys. We'll have to get a little watch party going soon. Oh, I think we have to watch Texas together. Yeah, when is that? That is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. What day is Dixie State? The 9th. I believe it's the Tuesday. A week from today, huh? Yeah, it's during our record time normally. Are we going to have a live watch party for the Dixie State game and record? That sounds (laughs) like really, really good radio. What a random conversation that would go on when we're up by like 30. (laughs) I think uh, some of us will be um, behind enemy lines for the UT game. So we may have to do some kind of Instagram live for that bad boy. Ooh, baby. Wait, behind enemy lines? Like, who? Are you, wait, where's this Zane? Is Zane going? Oh, all you guys are going to Austin, right? Me, Dan, and Zane will all be in Austin the weekend of the Zachary. Was this for that, or is this is this a, a this was just a coincidence? That oh, okay, I was wondering. I'm like, why? <laughs> no. Why would we go to Austin when there's yeah, Zane lives in Spokane? <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah, you guys should 
Oh, if you guys could get in a fight at a bar and live stream it, like, I feel Zane would love, like nothing more than a live stream Dan in a fight. <laughs> no, it'd be like the, the Higgins wedding. He's just like live recording people like, hey, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you bummed Gonzaga's beating you by 25? <laughs> in their face. <laughs> Alrighty, well, looking forward to that. Uh, some more exciting content coming your guys' ways. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys